Come be a part of the Tea Party with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board Doc Holliday's Tea Party right now. It's only a click away. Well, ho, 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 it's still the season to be jolly. And even though we didn't get everything we wanted on our Christmas list out of Washington, D.C., we got some things. We know that 2010 was a year we can look back and be proud of. So, ho, 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 it's still the season to be jolly. This last week of 2010, we're going to talk about some of the things that we've done, we've seen, and we're going to talk about the lame duck session of Congress. And then we got an interview this week with... uh, Congressman-elect Alan Nunley, 1st District of the state of Mississippi. Uh, He was one of those Republicans that won a Democratic seat and replaced a Democrat. And we are going to have a conversation with him. He'll tell us about some of the things happening with the the freshman class that will be coming in in January in the new Congress. And so don't miss, you don't want to miss that coming up in just a few minutes. And then in the Rock of Liberty speech, we're going to talk about Continue to talk about where the Tea Party movement is going. There's some very important things we're going to be talking about, and we're going to get you involved. And one of the ways to get you involved is uh, listen every week to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And we'll be talking about 2011, sort of where we'll be casting the vision of where the Tea Party movement is going. If Doc Holliday's Tea Party leading the way and being on the cutting edge of what's going on in Tea Party. So glad to have you back. Glad to be talking to you. It's always a pleasure to be uh, talking with you and hearing from you. Uh, so go to the website, Doc Holliday's Tea Party, and, and click on there. And you can email me uh, if you have any comments. And also, uh, click on the, the uh, banner up there of the Tea Party Review. Great new magazine. Be coming out by the Tea Party, of the Tea Party, for the Tea Party. So you want to check out the Tea Party Review magazine, go up there and click on that. Or you can go to my website, www.teaparty.ms. And there uh, on the right-hand side of the page, there's some banners uh, that talk about the uh, Tea Party Review. And there are ways that you can make money for yourself or for your Tea Party group. So uh, check that out. Go go to the website there at the Tea Party Review. And you, you go there by clicking on the banners on uh, Doc Holliday's Tea Party page. Uh, or, or go to my website, like I just mentioned, www.teaparty.ms. And we are so glad to have you here. And the Tea Party Review magazine, we uh, interviewed the editor of that new magazine a couple weeks ago. Go back in the archives and listen to what uh, Alan, uh, Steve Allen had to uh, tell us. And we had a great interview of him. Talks about this exciting new magazine. And, of course, last week we talked to uh, one of the Tea Party uh, musicians. And we've had a Tea Party artist. And We're trying to go to show that this Tea Party movement is more than just hot air, more than just people yelling about politics. It's a movement. It's grassroots. Nothing to do with AstroTurf. This is a movement of the people, by the people, for the people. And Doc Holliday's Tea Party is staying right on top of it, and I'm so glad that you're a part of it. Together, we are making a difference. And this week, like I mentioned, we're going to talk some about the lame duck session of Congress. I'd rather call it the shame duck session of Congress. Can you believe the audacity of a Senator Harry Reid after squeaking by, barely winning re-election on November 2nd, and then the Democrats getting just blistered 
and what President Obama called himself a shellacking. Well, this, this guy had audacity to put together a last minute where nobody could read it. Almost 2,000 pages of a $1.2 trillion, $1.2 trillion omnibus spending bill. Just going to run it through. Decorated of all kinds, over 6,000 earmarks. Nobody had a chance to read them. He's just going to run it through for the end of the year. Thank goodness for the Tea Party. We got on the phones. I got on the phones. You got on the phones. We called our senators and said, this has got to stop. And you know what? It stopped it. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of the Tea Party movement. We're getting things done. A year or two ago, that would have never happened. It would have been run on through with the, uh, with the Republican Party bowing down to the leadership. Everybody getting what they want. Everybody, that's what's wrong. It's like the government, some like old big old salve, a bunch of tits, and and uh, and the little piglets trying to everyone trying to suck on the tit of that uh, salve. The thing is, we don't have a big salve anymore. The taxpayers have been sucked dry, and this Tea Party movement, this Tea Party movement, is just going to get stronger and stronger because we, the people, are tired of the of the government in Washington, our federal bureaucracy, being like a vampire, a Dracula, sucking the lifeblood out of the American economy, out of small businesses. And we came so close, so close to not getting these uh, Bush tax cuts extended. And if it weren't for the Tea Party movement, it would have never happened. Never would President Obama signed it. But thank goodness he signed that. I don't like all that bill and the agreement and compromise, but we had to keep the economy going by small businesses. We had to make sure they knew the next two years at least what the tax rates would be. So thank you, Tea Party movement. And like I said, I tried to get the image of that big old uh, sow. And I know a lot of you don't live on farms, didn't grow up on farms. Many of you didn't, but those big old sows with laying there in the mud and, and, and then every, all the little piglets trying to uh, find... Uh, uh, find a uh, tit to get on up, and then they always talk about the uh, the, the little piglet on the end of the, on the hind tit didn't have much left. Well, that's the taxpayer doesn't even have the hind tit. We 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 don't have anything left. We're not getting anything from the government, and it's sucking the economy dry. So it's time we stop all this drastic radical spending. What's more radical? Somebody saying we need to cut programs or somebody saying we don't have any money. We're going to borrow another trillion dollars from the Chinese so that we can pay for things we have no business paying for. You tell me which one's radical. We know which one's radical and it's time to get more rascals out of the office. We got two years to plan this. And it's two more years than we had. Last time we had less than two years. The Tea Party movement started early on in 2009. But we didn't have a full two years, and we had to make a few mistakes. Tea Party movement was not perfect. It's the people stepping up. We didn't have the best candidates in some places. But now we got time to look at that, and we're going to start working on getting some of these radical liberals out of office in 2012. And that tells me about the lame duck session of Congress. One of the things that makes us the shame duck session of Congress is uh, Congressman Murphy from Pennsylvania. He was defeated, a Democrat defeated, and he went back in last week, introduced a bill in the House to overturn the don't ask, don't tell 
policy. And I don't care which way you believe in that. It should have never been done by a defeated congressman. The people had thrown him out. The lame duck session in Congress was always put in effect because it used to, it took weeks to go from Washington and back. Days and sometimes weeks. So the lame duck session of Congress was put in until the new people could get in. And I am, I am sick of what this lame duck session of Congress has done against the will of the people. And one more time, the Tea Party people are going to have to step up to the plate. The DREAM Act was pushed and just barely, barely was nicked by the Republicans. Thank goodness there was enough to stop that. But I'm telling you, the way they, they uh, buy off the Republicans, a handful of Republicans, to divide and conquer, we're going to see more and more of that, I'm afraid. We're going to have to have some Republicans with a backbone, some conservatives with a backbone, and we're going to have to start demanding what the American people want and stop the whole thing about the don't ask, don't tell. They had a Pentagon review, and, and then we had senators saying this thing's a sham. It's not, it's not correct. It's from, it's from a biased point of view. And we had generals telling us from the field, do not do this. And yet the politically correct, the social experimentation, people wanted to do social experimentation in the military, went right ahead knowing it wouldn't get through the next Congress. Now what's right? I am tired of being a citizen that looks at Washington and people have power want to slam it down your throats and then tell you to like it. And they think we'll forget in two years. All it needs to do is fuel our fire to get out and make sure there's, I think there's 23 Democrats or independents that, uh, that caucus with the Democrats up for election in the Senate. I hope all 23 of them are thrown out. All 23. The way they treat the American people, they don't listen. They do not listen. They're elitist. They sit there and tell us what we have to do. Even in a lame duck session of Congress, do you understand? It was a lame duck session of Congress. They should not have the power to go against the will of the American people. The next Congress would not have uh, repealed it. And they knew it. And Congressman Murphy should be put in the hall of shame. I'm glad he won't be a congressman anymore. Okay. We, we, I told you this is still the season to be cheery. And it is. The 2010 is coming to the close. We're going to have a better Congress. And we're going to have a new congressman. And the House of Representatives is going to be in the hands of a new speaker. And I'm looking forward to that. In just a few moments, we're going to have a, a newly elected congressman, uh, Alan Nunley, from the 1st District of Mississippi. And he's going to come on. We're going to talk about that. And first, let me just remind you, uh, like I said earlier, check out the Tea Party Review. Uh, I need some uh, help with uh, getting sponsorship on this uh, program and the Tea Party Review magazine is doing a great job. And if you just click on there and check out what they have, you can subscribe. In fact, not only can you subscribe, the Doc Holiday Tea Party listeners were one of the first in the nation, one of the first in the nation to hear about the Tea Party Review and have an opportunity to check it out. And like I said, there's opportunities for you. If you need some extra money or if your Tea Party group needs to raise some money, check it out. Got some great programs there. So just go to the uh, banner on the, on the Doc Holliday's Tea Party uh, front page there and click on that banner. Uh, there's one down below. And also uh, my website, www.teaparty.ms. 
And there you can see some banners on the right-hand side. And there you can pick up my book, Your Liberal Friends. If they didn't get one for Christmas, get them a book called Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. So we are doing what we can at Doc Holliday's Tea Party to help this nation get itself back on a constitutional, uh, the U.S. Constitution basis. And we got on the air with us... Uh, Congressman-elect Alan Nunley from the 1st District of the uh, State of Mississippi. Alan, welcome to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Well, good afternoon, Ed. Thank you for having me. Well, we're glad to have you on our show, and it's exciting to know that uh, we got a new uh, new Congress starting in January. In fact, this lame duck session of Congress makes me just want to <laughs> wash them all down the, the toilet, I think. But I'm glad we got some new faces showing up, and I'm glad you're one of them. Uh, well, well, the... Uh, phrase for New Year's that I've heard always growing up is out with the old and in with the new. And I can't think of anything that's more appropriate as we think about the new Congress. Let's get out with that old leadership, out with that old mindset, out with that old direction of America, and let's bring in a new way of thinking. Well, that's exactly what we want to do at Doc Holliday's Tea Party. And as you just said it, uh, you're, you are part of 63 new Republicans entering the United States House of Representatives. And uh, how will the history-making election of 2010 affect the legislation that's going to be coming out in 2011? Well, it, it, uh, this freshman class is fantastic. Yes, there, it's a net pickup of 63, but there's actually 87 uh, members of the Republican freshman class. The, the added members are those that actually replaced uh, retiring Republicans. Wow. And... Um, uh, you know, this freshman class is very, very impressive. To look at these men and women in the eye, to hear their stories, what motivated them to run, uh, hear stories of their campaign. You know, some of these people beat 20 and 30 year incumbents. Wow. And uh, collectively, I think we as a class get it. Uh, we understand we're not in Washington to have a title, we're not in Washington to enjoy the trappings of office. We are sent there to do a very important job, and we just need to roll up our sleeves and do it. Well, you know, one of the reasons is a historic election, and, and like I said, you just told us 87 new uh, freshman Republicans coming in, and we hope many, many conservatives in that number. That, uh, But what, one of the things that we uh, want to know is the Tea Party movement, it, we know it had an effect, but what will happen? I mean, will people actually listen as they go to Washington? Will they listen to people who said we're spending too much? I, I think the, the members of this freshman class, but also the members of the Republican leadership team, get it. I have been impressed with the leadership given by John Boehner, by Eric Cantor. Uh, one early signal that I think this leadership team gets it is from the calendar was released uh, uh, in, in late November. And I think part of the election of uh, November 2010 was a repudiation of the direction Nancy Pelosi was taking America. But also, I think it was in a very loud voice, the American people said that the Congress has lost touch with the men and women that the Congress represents. And uh, Boehner and Cantor said, we hear that and we want to respond. And the calendar that they've put together will allow me and the other members of the House of Representatives to spend time in our districts at an unprecedented level. Uh, not a time of vacation, 
but a time spent in the district listening to the people that, that elect us, hearing what's on their mind, rather than listening to the people inside the Washington Beltway. And I think that's a great signal. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I, I just saw a, uh, an article by uh, Congressman-elect uh, uh, Allen West uh, out of Florida. Uh, and I think you've met him, an African-American conservative that's going to Washington. But he was saying that he he felt like he ought to be working more in Washington. He, he didn't know if he liked the new uh, calendar. Uh, but what you're saying is the reason it was set up was to make sure the representatives spend time with the people. Yeah, and I have every respect for Congressman-elect West, but I like the idea of being able to visit with the people that, that I answer to and looking them in the eye, hearing what's on their minds. Uh, and this new calendar allows us in, at a minimum of one week a month to be in the district meeting with people. I think that's very important. Well, I do too, I, and, and I know because uh, I'm from your district and I know the congressman that you're replacing never did uh, have a, a a town hall meeting where people could see him eye to eye, and I think that's one reason why you're going to Washington. Well, you know th this whole system of running every two years. I think this is what James Madison had in mind when he put together our Constitution. I've had well-meaning friends say, "Really, you know, don't you think we ought to change it and, and elect the House of Representatives for a four-year term?" And, and my response is no. And, and that's, 2010 yeah. is exactly what James Madison had in mind, that when the, the people of America get fed up, they can change the direction of our nation by changing uh, the way they voted. And that's, a, that's why I tell people we want term limits. The reason we got term limits is you can vote them every two years. You can vote them out. There were a lot of people voted out in November of 2010. And I, I think that this new class knows if we're not responsive. We'll join that list. So I, that's why I, I want to spend time listening to the people that I represent. And that goes right to the next question. I wanted to ask you, why should people involved with the Tea Party believe that you and all these newly elected conservatives will actually change the outrageous spending? Everybody says, oh, once you get elected, then you get to Washington, and all of a sudden you drink the Kool-Aid, and you're right there spending money just like everybody did before you. Well, I would suggest that voters don't listen to what you're saying. They pay attention to your actions. Because one thing I've learned in this business is that talk is cheap. Uh, and, and what really counts are actions. The, the Republican conference has led the way saying that we're going to stop the process of earmarks. Uh, if, if we're going to restrain spending, we need to be the ones to restrain it ourselves. Secondly, just last week, John Boehner said we're going to cut our own budget by 5% in this upcoming calendar year. So don't look at our words, look at our actions. Well, that's a good way to put it. And, and uh, in just a minute, I'm going to ask you about Obamacare. But first, let me remind our listeners, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I'm your host, Ed Holliday. And we've got on a line with us Congressman-elect Alan Nunley, the 1st dist District of Mississippi. And you're listening to us on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. And now I do want to ask you, uh, Congressman-elect, about the, uh, the Obamacare. We know even if you uh, go and uh, the House uh, votes it out, it's probably going to get a presidential veto. But uh, should we repeal Obamacare? What should we do with this? We need 
repeal that, that piece of legislation. The Wall Street Journal said it's the worst piece of legislation ever. Well, we agree with that. The Tea Party folks do. And, you know, a lot of people want to play the what-if game. What, what if the Senate gets it and we don't have enough votes in the Senate to stop a filibuster? What if? And then by some miracle, what if it gets put on the president's desk and he vetoes it? Do you have enough votes to override a veto? What if? And I really think that the House of Representatives ought to be the one to drive the agenda. And early on, as in the month of January, before the State of the Union speech, that we vote to repeal Obamacare completely, get it all off the books and start over. Let's send it down to the Senate. Now, I understand conventional wisdom says that the Senate, under leadership of Harry Reid, is not going to take the bill up. Let's send it down and give them that opportunity. Well, that's you know, senators uh, are on the ballot, and they can read the November elections as well as House members. And one-third of the U.S. Senate is going to be up for re-election in 2012, and I think they're going to be looking at the 2010 election results. So let's give them that opportunity, uh, and then we can start playing that what-if game. And I would uh, tell all my listeners, that's exactly what, if we get people in a house like a, uh, you know, the new speaker and, and, and Congressman-elect Alan uh, Nunley and others to, to repeal Obamacare, the Tea Party people need to be out in the streets putting pressure on the senators to say, let's listen to the people and what happened in the election. So uh, I, I hope that you'll, you'll uh, do, uh, and the leadership in the House will do what you just mentioned. Now, something else I would um, suggest, I think you will see the House uh, repeal Obamacare. And once we do that, I think it's very important for um, members of the Tea Party to go back to their House members that stepped up and did what we said we would do and say thank you. Uh, because in this business, it's easy to forget uh, when, when people do right. It, it, it's much easier to, to jump on people when they're doing wrong. But when we vote to repeal Obamacare, I think it would be very appropriate for the Tea Party movement to reach out to those representatives that voted to repeal it and say, you did what you say you were going to do, and we, we thank you for that. Well, I appreciate you bringing that up, and it's one thing we've been talking about on our radio show is where does the Tea Party movement go? We, d we know we can't do what we've been doing in the past. It's easy to shout and yell. We, we've made a difference in the election, especially in the House of Representatives, but we've got to keep moving. What, what thoughts would you have for the Tea Party movement, and how do we keep putting pressure to keep the spending down and try to save America? Well, I've always felt that the most effective long-term function of the Tea Party is to hold Republicans accountable to their conservative call. Well, I now, agree with that. Yes, Tea Party voters w play a big role in the November elections. But it's just a fact of life that while there may be some pockets of conservatism in d Democratic circles around the nation, conservatives have a place and are welcome in the Republican Party. And Tea Party members are going to have a lot more influence during the primary process uh, with Republicans than they will out in the general election. And so I, I think that it's very important that Tea Party members hold Republicans accountable to that conservative call. Well, that's what we want to do, and I encourage all the listeners out there to, to get more involved and help people get involved with the uh, Tea Party movement, and uh, I know uh, we don't have much uh, time left right here, but I did want to 
sort of, I wanted you to sum up. I know you've met many of your, the freshmen uh, uh, congressmen that will be going in the, uh, the House with you. And uh, how would you sum up the energy and vision of the new freshman class? Well, you know, we make up one-third of the Republican conference. So there is an uh, unwritten rule in Washington in the past that has said freshmen are there to be seen and not heard. Well, I can tell you this freshman class doesn't respect that rule, but more importantly, the House leadership doesn't respect that rule for this freshman class. Uh, they have The House leadership has put freshmen in significant positions. Uh, they, they put me on the Appropriations Committee, and they've already told me, we want you to be there to advocate what you ran for office to accomplish, and that is cut spending. Well, I'm glad you brought that out because that is a very prestigious, uh, not many freshmen ever get put on the Appropriations Committee. So congratulations for that. But that also is a uh, Tea Party uh, uh, person here, Doc Holliday, wants to know how do, how do you uh, help your district and at the same time cut spending? For years, everybody goes, well, you got to bring home the bacon. And we know uh, we need help. Like every district needs help, but we've got to stop the, you know, the spending. We've got to cut the spending. So how do you do that, uh, being on the Appropriations Committee? Well, I did that in the State Senate. I chaired the Appropriations Committee in the State Senate, and I really think the most important function I can serve to, to help the men and women of my district is to help lower their individual tax burden and help lower their business tax burden. And because I think they know a lot more about what to do with their money than any government ever will. And so, so that I think that's my biggest job. Well, that's well that's said. Spending so we can lower taxes. And we lower taxes. We know we get better uh, jobs. And, and it just uh, it just uh, tears me up to hear people talking about well, uh, rich people don't need this. And and I, I'm so tired of dividing people up. I say if you talk about discrimination, discrimination against people who want to create jobs has been such a huge thing that the Democrats have done. And and where do you get people who create jobs? Uh, it, it's people who have to, uh, income to invest in it. So I'm hoping uh, with uh, the Bush tax uh, cuts extended, we'll we'll see some more job growth. What do, what do you see about as far as Speaker of the House Boehner and and causing uh, creating jobs? How is that going to help us in the next couple of years? Well, we have said as a Republican conference that job creation, job retention is the most important issue facing America. Right. And we need to make sure that, that we focus on that. That is focused on our spending policy, on our tax policy, on various regulations. What I fully expect is the Obama administration is going to pull in a retreat from attempting to uh, achieve legislative victory. They're going to rather attempt to implement their liberal agenda through uh, the regulatory process. So I think you're going to see the House of Representatives leading the way and having hearings and oversight on uh, administrative regulations that are stifle job creation. Uh, do you know how the czars are paid? I mean, is it, is it written out how much uh, the White House, all these new czars that, that uh, the Obama administration has put together, uh, is it paid through uh, what I guess the House has to appropriate the money? It's got to be appropriated, and I think that's one of the things that the Appropriations Committee in the House is going Well, uh, Congressman-elect Alan Nunley is so glad to, we're glad to have you on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. Anything you want to say before we uh, close off the interview here? No, thank you for your involvement in, in Tea Party over the years. Thank all the men and women that have come together and said, I want to take my country back. 
and we took a good first step, but our job's not finished. Well, God bless you, and Godspeed, and uh, I can't wait to the new uh, Congress gets seated, because we need to get out with the old and in with the new. Well, thank you. Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. God bless you. And that was Congressman-elect Alan Nunley from the 1st District of Mississippi. And uh, he'll be up there, like he said, 87 new freshmen, uh, congressmen, congresswomen in the Republican Party. And that is a big block. And we hope, because of the Tea Party movement was a part of each one of their elections, we hope that that's going to provide some impetus influence to say stop the spending, let's get fiscal responsibility, work toward freer markets, and let's work together for limited government. And those are general terms. Yeah, I know they're general terms. And I know that what we're talking about here is we've got to see things go into legislation and repealing Obamacare. That encouraged me because it sounds like a speaker, the new Speaker of the House, uh, Representative Boehner, is going to work hard to get that Obamacare repealed. And we realize the president may veto it, but it's important to send that uh, legislation to the Senate where we can see what those uh, liberals are going to do and we can register how they vote and get ready for 2012. I told you, Rock of Liberty speech. Today is going to be uh, sort of summing up, see what have we done in 2010 and where the Tea Party movement is going. We've been talking about that. We've touched base on uh, some of the Tea Party artists from the music, from the uh, artwork, and uh, people who have been a part of the movement. I want you to see the breadth of the Tea Party movement. It's not just people, it's not just angry white men standing on the corner hollering. You know, it's got men, women, black, white, uh, 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 red, yellow. We are of a movement that's a part of the American uh, public, part of the grassroots, and it's growing. So many people want us to go away. Uh, Time Magazine. We, you know, the mainstream media couldn't put us as the person of the year. They got that to the Facebooks. Uh, 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 Mark uh, Zuckerberg was a Times Magazine's person of the year. But you know who number two was? It's you and me, the Tea Party movement. So Doc Holliday and all the listeners here, be proud. We made up number two in the mainstream media. But even they, uh, when they talked about uh, the Tea Party movement and what it's done, uh, this is, they summed up with an article, and this is the last paragraph. Uh, basically, they said, now that the bailouts are history and the Democrat uh, homogeny is broken, what does it stand for? It's a sign of the incredible velocity of politics these days that the Colossus of 2010, a movement not even two years old, is already facing an identity crisis. Are you facing an identity crisis? <laughs> well, I don't think I am either. I'm just excited about where we're going in 2011. Look back on 2010, it's, it was an incredible year. There were some very low points, about like when Obamacare got pushed and passed in the middle of the night against so many people, against the American people saying, we do not want this. And uh, the way they used racism and uh, saying uh, people accused of uh, using the N-word and spitting. And there's not, uh, th there was a, uh, uh, an award of tens of thousands of dollars if somebody could show proof of any of that. Never was shown. And there's so many things that came out of this year. 
And it went on. I'll tell you some things about me. Doc Holliday, it was an incredible year for me. I look at in the frustration of the political status quo and yet in the celebration of the uh, patriots in all 50 states forming the Tea Party movement. I authored a book that came out early in January 2010 called Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution. I was bold and stuck my neck out and made some predictions. And, and you can get that book and you can read it. And you can go to my website, www.teaparty.ms, or click on the banner there on the front page of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. But it was an interesting year. It's a year I uh, got to speak at tea parties, continued uh, being a speaker at tea parties, going places, meeting with conservatives, going to D.C. Uh, I was in a room with uh, me and six others, and we sat down with Glenn Beck. Uh, that was a, a good meeting in 2010. Look, I, I, it was a year that I was reaching out wherever I could to say, we got to save this country. And it, it led me to a lot of places. Uh, and, and on the trips, uh, I went up to uh, see uh, in Williamsburg, Virginia, to see what happened in colonial America and uh, uh, sit where Patrick Henry sat. And, and as the patriots rose up, I, I got to see surrender fields where uh, Lord Cornwallis' troops surrendered to George Washington. Uh, these are things that were important to me to see that I never had seen and done. So this year was an amazing year. Uh, I got the uh, opportunity and the privilege to stand beside uh, Martin Luther King's niece, uh, Dr. Alveda King, as she spoke at Glenn Beck's Restoring Honor Rally at the steps of the uh, Lincoln Memorial. Over 500,000 people. I, I mean, I really believe it's close to a million people were stretched out there in, in front of the, the speaker stand. And, I, and uh, Dr. King asked me to stand beside her as she spoke to the crowd. And that was an amazing time. And one of these things that nobody in my wildest dreams, I wouldn't imagine that. But it was, uh, again, a year that the Tea Party movement and people coming together, and me and you together, we made a difference. And I was glad. Uh, there was a year I got to meet Sarah Palin and speak with her. I uh, uh, got to meet... Uh, Representative John Lewis and, and spoke with him in the airport about the Tea Party movement and racism and, and how we need freedom of speech, but we didn't need any racism. And I went over and over that on this show, how we need to stand up for what the constitutional rights are in the United States Constitution, and we need there there's no, needs to be no fear of racism or being accused of racism. We stand up for what the Constitution says. And uh, we go on and on as far as this year. I just wanted to tell you that I am glad uh, that you're listening. I'm glad that together we are making a difference. And it's the Tea Party movement. What we need to see, it's time to step up. In 2011, the Tea Party movement must step up. It's easier to tear down and try to defeat candidates and, and accuse them of the truth, which is what the Tea Party movement did, and it's hard to build and attract more followers. It's hard to build up. And when you have to work with uh, legislate, legislation, when there's Democrats in power, the White House and the Senate. So well, we're still a minority, but we got a beginning. we got a footstep. we got a new Speaker of the House, and that means a lot. But we got to keep pushing. The strength of the Tea Party movement is that there's no one to demonize. But the weakness of the Tea Party movement is, is we don't have a central uh, character to, uh, to help direct the troops. 
And I can, it brings me back, brings me back to think about uh, Samuel Adams. And after we had independence, basically Samuel Adams and a couple others basically wrote the Articles Confederation by themselves, and they were so untrusted of the central government that the central powers were weak. And of course, that's what brought to uh, in 1788, I believe it was. It allowed the American elder statesmen, people like Ben Franklin, and the bright young men like. Uh, James Madison to come together in the, and uh, put together the, in the Constitutional Convention and secretly put together what we know as the United States Constitution, and it actually changed the world. So the Tea Party movement needs to do similar things. It's time to bring people together. We've, we've learned some things. We've learned what not to do. We've learned some things that we need to aspire to. And it's staying true to the principles of the United States Constitution. I believe we need to hook together as far as the limited government and the, the free markets and fiscal responsibility. That's, what, that's the glue that holds us together. But it's time to step up. And so that's what Doc Holliday's Tea Party is going to be doing in 2011. We're going to step up to the plate, and we may not always be uh, say everything you want to hear. We're going to say it's time to mold and make and start finding the candidates for 2012. It's time to get inspired. Did you realize we're just a year away from uh, uh, the uh, Iowa caucuses getting revved up? Just uh, almost a year away. So there's a lot of things we are going to cover here on Doc Holliday's Tea Party. I want you to be here next week and a week after that because every week we're going to be talking about the cutting edge of the Tea Party movement and it's going to keep growing because of people like you getting excited and telling others and Doc Holliday getting excited and saying this Tea Party movement's going to grow. So tell people about it, link to it, go check out the Tea Party Review magazine, click on the banner on my page uh, and let's Let's get this movement growing, and we're going to step up, and we're going to tell you how we're going to do that next week. God bless you. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Tea Party. You can order Ed's book, Walk With Me, A Patriot's Guide from the Boston Tea Party to Today's Tea Party Revolution by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.